Warning, this podcast contains spoilers, but you shouldn't care. Welcome to Hey James, Watch This, a celebration of mediocrity. In this, and indeed every episode, Russ and Fry will try to convince their friend James why he should watch an absolutely unnecessary film. Hey James, Watch This. Hi everybody, welcome to Hey James, Watch This. I am James. I'm Russ. Ooh. And and I'm Fry. Sorry, I didn't know we were doing special voices. Oh, oh yeah, that one was a little less uh, exciting. Anyway, I would Promare. like to talk about Promare. Sorry, I was getting my notebook here. How many times um, did you want to call it Promare? <laughs> a lot. I'm still fighting it, but that I don't really I don't really have a dog in the fight. It's just sort of a reflex, right? One of the funny things I noticed in the intro, where they were showing all the various people erupting into flames as the inciting incidents. The funniest part was when there was an internet troll that blew his computer up. That was easily the funniest thing in the, in the entire... Because, you know, one person's on a subway train, and it's like, oh, all those people died. One person's in traffic, bummer. But, but an internet troll at home yelling at his computer? That's, that's pretty good. goddamn funny. Yeah. A lot, uh, lot of fire hydrants in this movie. I can't help but think that they have this technology to insta-freeze things... Uh, why are the fire hydrants shooting water instead of that? But then I realized that if you question anything about this film... <laughs> that was the best critique of, like, suspension yeah. of disbelief I have ever encountered. In this movie where sentient flame is a thing, your critique is the the fire hydrants in this story that I know to be fictional should definitely be shooting the magic ice liquid. I, I think... That I they think have in the universe. The civic design of this fictional city is an important part of what we do here. Now, um, among my said, many culture shocks upon moving to Canada, one of them is that their fire hydrants are very high. And I was like, really? that's kind of weird. Like, I can put my elbow on this fire hydrant. And then I remembered that it snows here, and they have street sweepers. Ah, oh, oh, yes. that makes sense. And I was like, that is completely logical. They're not just weird. Okay, that being said, all the criticism <laughs> being said, as you watch this film, if you watch it, which I would recommend with a couple of caveats you will realize that criticizing anything about this movie is futile because by the time you're like pointing at the string going hey they've already moved on to something completely different and everything that you were thinking is now irrelevant so i will point that out for the artwork and the art style i mean it's i started writing a plus plus and then the infinity sign and then i crossed that out and put rank s because you know that's the thing you do yeah yeah, I wrote, none of my complaints matter, and that this would be a very cool video game. <laughs> oh, uh, good. I really like, I think they were called, what were they called? The Freeze Squad? The guys in the monster trucks slash helicopters? What the hell are they called? It was like, the, it was a rescue squad, wasn't it? No, 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 I'm talking about the, the other guys, the, 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 the big mean guys working for the bad guys. Oh, I forgot cops. what they're called. Yeah. I think they're called the Freeze Squad. Or <laughs> I feel like it was cops. something like that. It was a dumb name. And I love the fact that they're these big, dumb... So everything about these guys is full circle. I'm just going to go through it. They appear to be these big, tough guys in these, like, walking metal suits. And they're super strong. And they're mean. And they're dumb. And they drive monster trucks that turn into helicopters. And at the very end, you find out they're just little tiny guys with big heads and in suits. Yep. 
And I feel like this encapsulates, because I live in Texas. I've seen the big jacked up trucks, and I've seen the people who get out of them. They are not the kind of people you might think get out of them. They are usually pretty, like, little people. And I feel like that is just a wonderful encapsulation of that culture and of the bad guys. So, you know, it it works out pretty well. I agree with you 100%. I have not gotten past the fact that you said walking metal suits when we have the word armor. (laughs) Well, it's power armor, but in a world where fire can also create power armor, I felt like I needed to distinguish the material. (laughs) You know what? Like The the suits aren't made of ice. (laughs) The suits aren't made of ice or anything. And also, they're completely distinguished from the mecha that the rescue squad is driving, which is very different. It's almost like these walking metal armor suits are like permanently attached to them. And although the art style is consistent, everything's immediately visually recognizable, which is an impressive thing, considering how much is going on visually in this movie. Oh, yeah. It's, it's coming at you so fast throughout this whole movie. It, it's really amazing how well the animation stands out. Speaking of fast, I love how quickly after the main character hears one person who he shouldn't trust go, you know, the governor's doing experiments on the burnish, right? And he immediately confronts the governor. (laughs) That is, he is whistleblower 101. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, he's also an idiot. Most people would try to confirm that kind of thing before doing that. This isn't Hamlet. This guy isn't fucking around. We are. Yeah, this. There's hey, no wistfulness here, which <laughs> Hamlet's what? like, I should write a play to figure this out. Yeah. And this guy's like, How's about I put my yeah. dick on your desk? Discount yeah. Comedy doesn't have time for that. And by the way, even though I hadn't watched that much Gurren Log and I absolutely recognized oh, the yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. And if you hadn't told me, I would have been like, Where have I seen this guy before? <laughs> That's where I was for um, approximately sixty seconds. And then I was like, Oh yeah, I'm watching Gurren Log now. <laughs> so the villain was so close to being one of my favorite villains, except for the fact that he just turns absolutely cartoonishly evil for no reason. I love his soft voice. Oh, yeah. I love his his sort of closed, like, squinting eyes, like, just sort of not intense. He's like, I'm just doing everything for the good of humanity. And if he had stayed that way, and he could have done, he could have stayed that way while still, you know, attacking them. It would have been fine. But what I don't like about him is they were like, no, we want to make sure the audience understands that this is a villain who isn't complex. Because they set him up as a guy who you're like, oh, I, I could see where he's coming from. Yeah. And then they were like, no, 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 no. Don't be stupid, audience. This is a bad man. <laughs> yeah, there's no oh, time for so moral gray, black, you know, moral grays in this. Yeah. It's uh, black and white. Well, but the thing is, they totally had time for it. Everything in the movie could have happened the exact same way, except one, take away the fact that he killed the scientist, right? Yeah. That did not, none of that, we all know none of that needed to happen. He could have just discovered the technology, but wasn't smart enough to take it all the way, all that other shit. And the rest of the plot would have been the same. He still would have fought them, but he would have fought them with a soft voice and a, I'm pretty sure I'm doing the right thing. Because the other plan was, I'm just going to hope that I can fix the planet. And speaking of that, that takes us to the ending, which is the only part I did not like. You wanted him I to fuck, right? I wanted him to fuck, no, too. Agreed. No, that wasn't it, Russ. No, that's you guys. That's not me. This is how I saw it. All I heard at the end was that moron from Gurren Logan yelling about how he wanted to set the world on fire. And then fire engulfs the world. Now, it's a blue flame, not a purple flame, but 
I, that doesn't mean that does not communicate anything to me. And then the world is fine afterwards. Yes. I do not understand what happened. Magic fire. I, the only thing I understand is that he eventually set the Promare back to their universe. But the mechanism by which that is achieved is not clear. And that's not the big problem I have with it. Force the of will. big problem I have with the ending is he saved the world by setting it on fire. Yes. Safely. By fire with I fire. Guess, I guess there's only so much I can forgive. <laughs> and that's my review Man. of Promare. Oh, fight fire with it. fire is brilliant. I like the idea of I, I like that old that old sort of I don't know if it's a meme or a saying where it's like no dude, you shouldn't mess with firemen why because only a, a madman would fight fire with an axe you know that kind of thing but <laughs> fight fire with fire no it's stupid boys let right. me tell you what we have first of all a correction which I Ooh. hope I made clear in the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Because James was right about the Black Cauldron, uh, he wasn't right that it it was Disney, but uh, yeah, he, he was yeah, right about the answer. So it. he, I have updated the scores. James now has twenty five instead of twenty four. When you Wonderful. say updated the scores, you do of course mean you saved the text file. Well, this, yes, I. I, I, saved I love the that there's nothing again. more to this. It's not like a database. It's like no, I updated the text file on the. On the it is the on. most ephemeral of of data yes. storage. We, we call it untitled.txt because I have saved every game since the inception of this podcast in one file called untitled.txt that lives under documents. Love it. Which is a text file. I have refused to even put it on my Google Drive. <laughs> no, it's not. That's not how it works. If your computer gets you know bluestered, we'll just listen to the last episode. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I, I will update from there. But oh, it is games. it's spoopy season. Yeah, I, is my favorite season. Halloween is my favorite holiday, to the surprise of no one. Me too. And uh, so this is horror movie trivia. Now here is my plan. This month we're going to ratchet up horror movie trivia. I'm going to start very easy, and then we're going to get very hard. Oh, cool. And so this week's trivia is very, very, very easy. And we haven't done it in a while, so we're going to play a Kahoot. Oh, and so okay. I hope you have your Ooh. phone nearby because you will need it to buzz in your answers. And this is a situation where you can both get points because the speed at which you answer a question is also rewarded. Oh, that's right. It gives you like thousands of points yes. or something crazy. The last time we did this, it was a winner-take-all situation. But in this situation, yeah. I am going to put a decimal point between the thousands place and the hundreds place, and that will become your score. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Rounding down sense. from 499, rounding up from 500. You may have to remind us how this works. Oh, don't worry. It's very easy. Okay. I remember it being easy. I just don't remember the exact procedure. Now, the way this works is the questions will appear on your streaming screen, and you will choose, you'll buzz in with your uh, phone. Okay. Please note, I have added a spooky video to uh, the waiting room. Well done. This can be appreciated by no one save for the people <laughs> in this chat right now. I did this apropos of nothing. No, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I do see my name on screen. I'm in. I'm just typing my name in. Bad, bad Leroy Brown. Baddest man in the whole damn town. <laughs> Away we go. What is the name of the summer camp featured in Friday the 13th? Very good. That is Camp Crystal Lake. <laughs> we did it. Ooh, uh, James got, got to it faster. 
Bad, bad Leroy Brown. How did Jason Voorhees die in Friday the 13th? Oh, that would be drowning. Whoops-a-daisy. Oh, look who pulls ahead into the lead. What was used as the fake blood in Psycho? Chocolate syrup. Mmm, so delicious. Uh, bad, bad Leroy pulls back into the lead. That's me. Who was Michael Myers' first victim in the movie Halloween? Never oh, oh, his sister. Yeah, that was that was a guess. The other ones, yeah. I should have known the answer to that. Which horror movie starred I... Jennifer Aniston? Oh, shoot. I think I know. <laughs> oh! oh, my God. <laughs> yes. We're just giving she points little, to James yeah. today. She was in Leprechaun, man. The classic Leprechaun. We're only halfway there. I can still, I can still do this. Which serial killer uses the line, "What's your favorite scary movie?" I think I know that. Very good, gents. Yeah, it's the Scream guy. <laughs> yes, it is the Scream guy. Yeah, I, I didn't. I'm just know I'm the telling Scream the Scream guy was named Ghostface. I did. I had to watch that stupid movie. How long does one have to live after watching the videotape from The Ring? I think it's a fortnight, right? Oh, that's a video game. <laughs> I'm uh, you trying to fuck with me here? Like we we're appealing watch... to our Gen Z audience, I see. Didn't we watch The Ring mm. together? No, I don't think I've ever actually watched it. Oh. I just know that because you can't not I, know that. I watched days. it across the hall when we were roommates, so I, I thought maybe... Oh, <laughs> I, now, The Ring is not something I would have been interested in. Well, I mean, I wasn't either. It was more something to do. Which horror oh. movie did Johnny Depp have a role in? Oh, um, I don't know this one. Oh, looks like oh. Fry took that one with a nightmare on Elm Street. He's very young in it. It's, it's, it's surprising when you see him. I just picked it random. <laughs> Penultimate. What disaster occurred oh. <laughs> in the first Final Destination? Oh, they don't have my favorite one. Very good. One big old plane, plane crash. crash. I was looking for bus obliteration. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, gents. Mm. What was the name of the woods documented in the Blair Witch Project? I don't know. I don't know if I ever saw this one. Oh, okay. Oh. Ooh, well, well, well. Look at that. In second place, with six points, is Fry. I think but in first place, with 6.3 points, is Bad, is Bad, Bad, Bad Lee Brown. Brown. <laughs> well, gentlemen, that <laughs> is 6,000 give... points to the both of you. I don't know. I feel like James maybe should have gotten a, should get a bonus point for... for Absolutely not. No, I don't make no the rules. bonus okay. points. I'm running this show, and I said I was going to put a decimal point between the thousands and the, hu- and the hundreds place. Yeah, and I'm going to do right. exactly This is all that. very ephemeral. You could edit any part of this out. No, Thrive, we must follow the rules. So. We must follow the rules. Six to Fry and six to James, which is a total of 34 to Fry and 31 to James. Ooh. Yay. God, I thought you so, had me there. I, I was falling so far behind <laughs> midway through. No, it, it feels like that because they award so many points. But yes. as far as how many yeah. we both got right and wrong, it wasn't that far apart. Well, James. What do the, we have the today? The wheel said horror comedy. 
It did. But I could see in your face. I could see in your face. <laughs> and in the several text messages. And in my words, my many, many words. Yes. That it that it wasn't. You wanted cosmic horror. You wanted cosmic horror. And it wasn't cosmic horror. I, it was, it was horror comedy. And said I to Fry, Fry, I said, <laughs> what if we could do both? <laughs> oh, yes, no. you did. What if we could deliver a comedy cosmic horror? Oh, no. This is 2022. And this is glorious. Oh, no. Fry, take it away, buddy. I, there's a part of me that doesn't want to admit that this is a comedy. But then I, every time I try to describe any moment from it, I start laughing. And so I have to admit that there is definitely a comedic element to this. So, okay. So Glorious Glorious is one of these these great movies. just focuses on two characters the whole time. And one of the no, characters... No, there's five characters. There are some other characters who have bit parts to play for a few minutes. Yeah, Russ. But Go ahead, for, a good 80% of the movie, we have <laughs> a being voiced by J.K. Simmons. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. And a guy named Wes, who is played by another actor you'll remember from several other movies we've pitched on this podcast, uh, Ryan Quantin. Hmm. He's from, he was in uh, The Hurricane Heist. Yes, he, he was. I didn't see that one. He was in uh, Knights of Badastum. Yes, he was. Oh, I saw. Yeah. I saw that one. Who, who did he play in that one? Like the the main guy, Joe. Oh, 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 the rocker guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's our other main character, and I want <laughs> you to kind of forget about those characters though, because I had kind of had him pegged as like, oh, he just plays like this slightly dumb but capable guy. He does a lot more in this movie. It's it's great. All right. Anyway, <laughs> the fucking movie. There is the the whole story of this movie is a guy walks into a bathroom and is trapped and horrified by what he finds in there. It's a middle of nowhere <laughs> random rest stop men's room. Okay. He he gets in there. He's we we see he was drinking pretty hard the night before. We think he's like upset about his girlfriend who maybe he broke up with or something. Me me me. And. He wakes up, the first thing he does is he runs in there and he vomits his fucking brains out into into the toilet. Nice. And as he's midway through doing this, a voice begins speaking to him from the next stall. And, oh my god, and it's it's actually, it's very funny. They have a lot of great conversations. The first one, you know, he's trying to get, <laughs> get out of it. Like, you, like any of us would in this situation. It's like, oh, I don't really talk to people in bathrooms that much. Yeah, it's it's not cool, really. It's not a thing I really do, so I'm just going to go. And wouldn't you know it, the door is magically sealed. <laughs> You're not going anywhere, buddy. Yes. The guy in the stall introduces himself as a god. Or he would he says, maybe you would say it's a demigod. He gets into a little bit of the what am I exactly sort of thing. The Greeks would have called me a titan and stuff like that. Okay. But these are human constructs. Yes, yes. These are these are not natural terms for them. Mm. J.K. Simmons voices all of this so beautifully, too. It, it's just that is, I, I, I gotta say, that's a pretty damn good choice. Yeah. 
so so this voice is coming from the the dark stall at the end which has one very distinguishing feature is that right in the middle of the wall there is just a good sized glory hole oh goodness <laughs> now you see why the movie is called glorious <laughs> my prettier half is very sheltered and very mm. innocent and a, just a good person and so I had to explain to her glory hole culture. <laughs> oh dear! And so, whereas would you, she would, would have you explain been like, it for the podcast listeners at home, I absolutely, you, I don't think we should go into too much. No, detail. no, no. I want because I, I, I've said fuck seven times in this podcast already. But the purpose of a glory hole is for uh, tops and bottoms to both enjoy themselves. Mm. And uh, dictionary definition, a top is someone who likes to penetrate others during sex, and a bottom is someone who likes to be penetrated during sex. And there's all kinds yes. of tops and all kinds of bottoms. And a glory hole services both nicely, because you take your junk and you stick it through a hole, and someone on the other end receives it, usually orally. But that's up for grabs. And it's kept very anonymous, and yeah. Usually there's probably less talking than goes on in this. Yes. Not a lot of talking. Usually yeah. it's like a glance, like a <laughs> yeah. nod kind of a yeah. thing. But. <laughs> yes. Now, uh, this is really, it's it's a work of art as a glory hole because it's got this eldritch looking painting around the hole, incorporating the hole into it of what looks like a, a triple breasted woman, but with multiple snakes coming out of her head. What an odd choice. Can I ask a question? You certainly can. Is this porn? No. No. 100% okay. this is the, the, not. There's, no, there's not a boob nor a dick to be seen. Yeah. Okay. The, at curious. one point, there is the implication of a dick. Well, I mean, you can imply all you like, yeah. can't you? Go ahead, as, Fry. As, as far as movies you can find on the internet featuring a glory hole, this one has the least amount of skin. <laughs> that doesn't tell me a whole lot, Fry, but please go ahead. All right. Well, actually, I guess it does tell me something. I should be fair. <laughs> so, so Wes starts slowly going from I'm trapped in here with a weirdo to I'm trapped in here with a murderer. And then, mm. then he eventually finally reaches I'm trapped in here with something awful. <laughs> <laughs> the entire forum coalesced into a being. No, and, sorry. and there were a couple of things that really sold this for him. It doesn't really matter which order these two things happened in, and I can't really remember, but they were both great scenes. In one of them, you know, he's been trying to to open the door, and of course it's just solidly sealed shut. Yeah, it's, it, it's magic. The yeah, only yeah. window is clearly not big enough for him to, like, eat. he could barely get his arm out through it. So he's not going out that oh, way. And he looks around, and he notices, oh, there's a an air duct under the sinks. Maybe I can get out through there. So he manages to keep talking to the whoever or wait, whatever. Wait, I would like to ask a question because I'm confused. Yes. Is he trapped in the stall no, or is he trapped, trapped in, in the, the bathroom? Oh, okay. So, so so there's this whole space to explore and behind one of the stalls is the entity. Bingo. Yes, exactly. Oh, that's so much better. Behind okay, the, I'm the with furthest you. back stall where no light shines is the entity. And he's not interested in checking that out, clearly. We'll get to but that. He tries to. Yeah. Don't, don't skip ahead. So he... Fry, you know me. I skip ahead. That's fair. That's how I do. So he, he went <laughs> but up please crawling continue. through this crawl space. And first of all, you notice that it is not in any way connected to the shape of the building the bathroom was in. 
And Sweet. Then when he finally gets to the end of it, he comes out of the crawl space and he's back in the bathroom. In, into the bathroom. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Here we are. So, <laughs> that's when he starts to lose it a little bit. He's like, oh, whatever's going on here, I am trapped in something much, much worse than I, I previously thought. Oh, cool. I died and all the religions were wrong. <laughs> so, so, realizing this, he decides he's going to try to look at what he's dealing with. And so he puts his eye yeah. up to the glory hole. Mm. And the voice roughly warns him, you don't want to look at me. Don't do it. It's going to be really bad for you. And now Wes is pretty stubborn. And Seems like sage advice to me. I don't... You know, if you try to put yourself in his shoes... Not that you even could, but like really imagine this situation. But I don't know. I, think I guess would... eventually, if you tried everything else, you'd try looking, maybe. I'd probably try to look. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you, you kind of have to. He peeks over the stall down in there. And he immediately is like knocked out with a vision of the girlfriend we saw him mourning at the beginning. Who then has oh. spiders co- or tentacles and shit coming out of her eyes. And, oh goodness! And her voice tells him, "I told you not to look." And then he finally wakes up, and J.K. goes on and says, "Yeah, see, I told you not to look." Sorry, had to do that. It's not great. <laughs> uh, and so he, he kind of he stays away from that for a little bit. I have one other question about the glory hole. Yeah, you said there was like a picture of like a three-breasted woman drawn around it. Yeah. Where is the hole? Where is the hole position? Right Can you show level. me on the doll? The hole. Where the hole, the hole is like right where the neck of the woman should be, but instead where snakes are coming out above the hole. Ah, okay. Fry. Yeah, that's com- That's comfortable. What does the god eventually tell Wes that it needs him to do? Be- before we get to that, there's one more thing I want to want to talk about here yeah. because yeah, yeah. I think this is just going to be fun to do because. This is an audio medium, and there's not a lot of chances to really bring something from a movie directly into this. Oh, are you going to play a clip? No, I am going to teach James this god's name. Oh, oh! Without speaking it myself, as as he does in the in the movie. So here's what you're going to do: you're going to stick out your tongue. You're going to hold the tip of your tongue between your thumb and forefinger, like that exactly. And now you're going to say, "Got another one." Got another one. A little bit slower. Enunciate. Got another one. Pretty close. Enunciate a lot. Got another one. Bingo. There you go. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. That said, Wes mostly just calls him Got from there on. Because that's a lot to do. You know what? I actually, I I just want to say, I really like that bit. This is the bit where if you read those old like Lovecraft and his ilk stories mm-hmm. where they're always talking about these unpronounceable names, but they never really had a good metaphor of like, okay, they're unpronounceable, but like, how would you say it? Yeah. Right. Because we can't, we can't truly imagine something that is unpronounceable by the human tongue because if we could, we could pronounce it or we could at least create the sound yeah. digitally. Right. If we can't hear but the this sound, a, we have no way to, to right. imagine it. But this is a great way to illustrate, like, no, you really can't say this. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah I, I, I just that. thought that was a neat moment in the movie. Uh, yeah, that's really neat. fun. So, Russ asked what Gott is asking for. Hmm. He is asking for Wes to satisfy him. Specifically, <laughs> to satisfy his physical form. 
Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're there. And he tells him that this is a really important thing to do because <laughs> this god is a god of destruction. And if he is allowed to fully manifest in the physical world, he will destroy all life of the universe. I like how the guy who is going to destroy the universe is the one who's saying, also, I, you should let me put my gross tentacle dick through this hole. Like, yeah, that's pretty funny. All he's saying is he needs to be satisfied. That's all he wants. And mm. then he won't destroy all life in the universe. And Wes gets really upset about this. He, he has a hard <laughs> time coming to terms... A hard time? Is it a hard time, Fry? A hard time? It is a stressful time, to be sure. I can definitely see, Russ, I can see you having a lot of fun with this movie. (laughs) Man, what if you had to fluff yourself to fuck an Elder God? Like, you've got to act as your own fluffer. and like I don't know if I could do it. Get this shit up. The the problem is, it's it's like, okay, you have to do this for the whole universe to exist. And it's like... That amount of stress is, is going to be a lot of stress, man. Yeah. yeah. Gott really tries to make it clear to Wes exactly what is at stake here. Wes keeps trying to kind of escape out of this, not just physically, but into his own memories as well. Because right, really right. anywhere is better than here and now at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Gott deletes all of Wes's memories of his ex. Like just takes them away. Nice. And, and Wes is just like, but why did you do that? He's like, to show you what's at stake. There will be no memory of her left. There will be no memory of anyone left. It will just all be gone as though it never were. And I, I think that was pretty close to when Wes started to come around. As, as, <laughs> as, as, as much as anything else also because he realized he wasn't getting out of here. Yeah. I have had a lot of debate over where we go from here in telling the story of this, because there's a lot more story mm. to this. And I really, I definitely, I, I, don't I, I definitely to... don't want you to spoil the. Okay. Excellent. We have two players in the bathroom, but oh. those aren't all the players that are in the bathroom through the movie. Oh, interesting. Yes. Do you want to jump on that fry? Are you referring to the, I will say, at one point, my better half said in her review of this movie, Mm. that was too much blood. Okay. (laughs) That is, you know what, that is absolutely worth describing. Yeah. So Wes, long before he starts even considering giving in to God's request, decides to spend a lot of time screaming for help. Ah, yes. And I also think that's a reasonable choice. Yeah, sure. And he happens to attract the attention of the site supervisor who comes in to check on what all the fucking yelling in the men's room is about. Only, of course, to let the door close behind him and find himself trapped in there as well. And he's just not part of the plan. God uh, doesn't have any use for him. He doesn't need him to satisfy him as much as Wes begs him. Ah, so Wes, willing to give up his fellow man. So he... So Gott tells Wes to just get in the stall and cover his eyes and don't look at this. Don't worry, I'll handle this. And, <laughs> oh my god, does he kill this this guy. <laughs> we don't, like, see everything that happens. Because yeah, then we would not. see the demigod and we would go mad. But, 
The bathroom is covered with a fine mist of blood by the end of it. Nice. Nice. And there are several leftover limbs and other chunks of flesh sitting around. And I believe the heart comes to rest right in front of Wes's face as he's, he's, he's like laying on the floor. Naturally. Can I ask a question? Yes. Does the demigod, after that uh, uh, misty murder, seem like slightly sated or is that not what it's after? That's not what it's here for. That was just okay. a chore oh. for him. Okay. You know the nature of sacrifices. They must be given willingly. Oh, yeah. that's true. If anything, he, he was just a little bemused. He was like, oh, wow, human life is so weird. Like, he was alive a second ago, and now he's nothing. And he's just amused <laughs> by this fact more than anything else. Ain't that just the way? <laughs> so, what do you think? You Are you interested? Is there more I can say? It sounds like we're time well, for us to jump in. Well, before I weigh in, I would like to hear. Or so, is that all you'd like to say about the movie, Frank? Yes. I have more I could say. There's a lot of great moments in this movie. But I think that was good. there are some great twists in here as well that I don't want to spoil. Yeah. Okay. Before I weigh in, I would like to hear from Russ. Would you <laughs> philosophize us, please, Russ? I'm going to name our director, Rebecca McKendry, and right. her full-length filmography is thus. All the creatures were stirring, Psycho Granny, Glorious, and the upcoming Elevator Game. Oh, I'm going okay. to see Elevator Game because this is how you title all movies. If yes. you go to see Psycho Granny, you know exactly what you're getting. Yeah. Yes. For the uninitiated to Lovecraft, who, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, I don't know why, but for the uninitiated, yeah. cosmic horror is the horror of the indifference of the universe. It is the sudden and crushing realization that you don't matter at all. And to a degree, we can all kind of relate to this. We can consider this on a normal basis. But the madness that develops in Lovecraft stories isn't because someone saw a mass of tentacles. It was because the phrase, you don't matter at all, went from a thought experiment to an absolute, without a shadow of a doubt, certainty, right? That's why Lovecraft characters end up in madhouses. Constantly ringing in their heads, none of this matters. And there's also the realization that so much of the aggregate knowledge of the universe is just beyond you and beyond humanity. Mm -hmm. And there's a really fun tweet from, I'm sorry, it's not a tweet, it's a, it's a Tumblr post from <laughs> a user named <laughs> Bramblesand, <laughs> who writes, An ant doesn't just start babbling when they see a circuit board. They find it strange to them. But it's just a landscape of strange angles and humming monoliths. They might be scared, but that's not madness. Madness comes when the ant, for a moment, gets to see it as a human does. It understands that all these markings mean things. They're symbols with meaning, like a pheromone, but infinitely more complex. They can travel unimaginable distances to lands unlike anything it's seen. It knows mirth, embarrassment, love, concepts unimaginable, and then it's an ant again. Echoes of things it can't comprehend swirl around. It can't make use of this knowledge, but it still remembers. How is it supposed to return to its ant life? The more the ant saw, it's harder for it to forget. And it needs to see it again. It needs to understand again. And it will do anything to show others, to show itself. And nothing else in its tiny world matters. And that's clearly madness. Now, that's a comparison you often hear is that we are to love crafts gods as ants are to humans. 
And that's a very apt comparison, especially for what we're about to talk about. They're way more powerful than us, and they know more than we do, and they tend not to notice us. But that doesn't match with this story, does it? No. Because this god seems very concerned with a person. It's much worse when they notice and care. It's much worse when they notice, and specifically when they want to notice. Yeah. Yes. Because Gatnathoa, the god that's named in this movie, only shows up in one Lovecraft story. And it's only edited by Lovecraft. It was written by uh, Hazel Held, and it's called Out of the Eons, written in 1935. Oh, that one. Okay, yes. I was going to say, I did not recognize the name. Yeah. Yes, and the god of the story does not match up with the god of the movie. The god of the story is largely disinterested it doesn't really do very much in the story yeah it's one of these things that its specific ability in the story is if you observe its true form you are turned into a living husk your brain can comprehend the world around it and your internal organs keep functioning but you are frozen. It's like when you looked upon this god, you beca- you got locked in syndrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Gatnatho of this movie doesn't share any of those characteristics. They only heard a cool name and they used it. But this Gatnathoa is perfect if you just change its name to Nyarlathotep. Yeah. Now, in the pantheon of Lovecraftian gods, who are as humans are to ants... Nihilothotep is the weird kid who keeps an ant farm. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, he's the only one that interacts with humans in a way that could be described as interacting. Because you see, many people are in fact very interested in ants. And none of them want to be friends with ants. They want to collect them or figure out more efficient ways to kill them or put them in farms. Yep. Nyarlathotep lies and tricks and fucks with humanity just for the lols. And that's what's happening here. This isn't Gatnathoa, and Wes is never meant to save the universe. This is Nyarlathotep wanting a guy to do very unspeakable things to himself because that's (laughs) what he does. Yeah. Now, take it one level higher. Are you someone who supports the search for extraterrestrial intelligence? Does the idea of talking to aliens just get you rock hard? It should very much not, and this movie is the reason why. Because anything that has the capacity to notice us will instantly have a shiny new pet to put in their ant farm. In a Washington Post article penned by physicist Mark Buchanan, in 2015, SETI, the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, launched a new 10-year program called Breakthrough Listen, funded by a $100 million donation from Israeli-Russian, that's a combination, billionaire Yuri (laughs) Milner. As a result, SETI is now recording more signals than ever before, over a frequency tenfold larger, and bringing more computational power to bear on analyzing these recorded signals. It's impossible to know how close or far from making any discovery we might be, but it is estimated that our chances are at least 100 times greater than they were when we were doing SETI at home back in the early 2000s. Yep. Now, we're not going to talk about the Fermi paradox on this episode, but you can Google that if you want to. Oh, come on. But let's put that aside and say, shut up. 
Just shut up. Screaming on a street corner or in a rest stop glory hole situation does not get you noticed in a good way. <laughs> Russ, I, I loved that. And I for, I think for the first time in the history of the podcast, have a response. <laughs> because this is a topic I know yes. a little bit about. So we don't need to talk about the Fermi Paradox. But I will say this. When you asked, do you want to speak to aliens? I don't know if speak is the right word. I, I'm interested in observing them. I'm interested in, in if in knowing that they are there, preferably before they know we are there. Now <laughs> but that won't happen. There are two. You're correct in the way that you are thinking, but there are two scenarios. And I think one is actually much more horrifying than the other. So the first one you mentioned is they are vast, unknowable things that we don't want to be seen by. Yes. Okay. That can happen. And we don't want to be noticed by them. The worst fate for us, I think, is to be noticed by what a scientist or uh, like a lot of astrophysicists are calling a type three civilization, a civilization that can harness the power of an entire star system or something like that. Because if they get a blip, we're resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's why, it's, why would we it's need, a, no? I, I strongly disagree with this. I'll, I'll let you finish. Try, but I'm going to disagree. I'm going to take yeah. the other side. Well, I'm. This is not you know just my own ideas. This is something that you know a, a lot of physicists, you know, astrophysicists have, have thought about. And uh, well, I would say xenobiologists, but that's not really a field yet because we have no samples. Look, as a Stargate um, fan, I'm well aware of the dangers that are out there. You have know nothing, as 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 do I know nothing. No, look, here's the thing, right? If we if we are able to observe alien life, whether it's sentient or not, I think that would be fascinating. But if we are able to have the opportunity to communicate with it, I think we should probably hold off on that shit until we have a better idea of what's going on. We should hold off on that shit until we're so far along our evolutionary path where we are as energy. No, I, here, well, I'm gonna, I'm we gonna don't know that here. that's the end game of the, life. I, I'm, gonna, I'm going to interject, and then Fry, you can say your piece. Right. Let's the, the ants and the humans. I have interacted with ants in two ways in my life. One <laughs> is if they were in my house, and yes. I knew the ants were in my house, and they just thought they were in a place, and then I yeah. killed them a lot, yes. and they didn't know how they were being killed or why they were being killed. The other way I have e- interacted with ants is eaten them covered in chocolate. Yes. See, uh, I, I had I, them smoked a, on top of a, uh, a taco. They were delicious. This is perhaps like a fundamental difference between us because I, honest to God, remember as a child, like saving pieces of my lunch to put in the giant anthills on the way home. <laughs> Fry. You're that a wonderful person. So much. It really you're does. You're a good Fry, you're person. A, Fry, you're a good person and no one is like you. I've no. killed so but many ants you wouldn't believe it. In the same vein of it's still dangerous to get noticed by something like that. I also was yeah. worried they were thirsty. And so <laughs> I pour some water on them. And I probably did more damage than good. Fry, Fry, you... you I'm helping! You, what you did expresses all of our ideas. But here's the thing that I wanted to say, though. 
Russ, you mentioned uh, a greater cosmic entity that would be like unto a god noticing us. I'm scaling it down a tiny bit, or maybe I'm not. Maybe we're just using different language because, Russ, we do tend to use different levels of euphemism. Uh, What I'm talking about is catching the attention of a species and a species that just uses up energy to sustain itself, and then they're here and we are gone. But and why, why would they want, like, our measly little planet if you can... There's a lot of suns. fucking energy, man. I can tell that none, that there's neither a, one of you played Horizon Forbidden West. I did not. Uh, I did not, no. That is covered <laughs> in that video game. Anyway. Go, go they, and play. Go and play Horizon Forbidden West and tell me what it is to encounter a being 10% better than you. That can understand you, that can communicate with you, but is 5,000 years more advanced. I think they're just as likely to be friendly as they are to be. Their uh, hugs come with energy beams. Fry, I think you're insane. Russ, I'm leaning towards you. I I guess I'm just dialing back the effect because maybe just because I can't imagine it, right? I'm not disagreeing. I'm just trying to keep it in the realm of things I know to be possible. That's all. Also, the greatest protection we have is the vast distance of space. And if that fails us, well, oh, there you go. Well, with that, gentlemen, I would like to ask either of you if you have any recommendations for you our have, listeners. You have to tell and us I, if you're going to watch it. No, you movie. have to tell us if you're watching it. Oh, of course I'm going to fucking watch it. Are you <laughs> nuts? I'm not going to miss this shit. I'm sorry. I didn't specifically state it. Fry, just for future reference, and Russ... I would not have talked this long about the particulars if I weren't going to watch the fucking movie. That would movie. be pretty course, weird, but I still I'm felt course. like for completeness sake no, you should record right. you saying that. You're absolutely right, Fry, and I apologize for my omission. I'm absolutely going to watch the fuck out of this movie. It sounds great. great. I'm so excited. <laughs> no, it, it, for no other reason that it got you both thinking along those lines, I find that fascinating. I'm absolutely going to th- watch it. I would like to move on to recommendations. I have one to start us off with. This is going to be pretty fucking niche, but hear me out, listeners. If you're into point-and-click old-school adventure video games with pixel art that some people would call ugly but I think is beautiful, there is a game that just came out called The Excavation of Hobbs Barrow, and it is a slow-moving horror game about the inevitable dread of discovery, and I highly recommend it. Very top. Russ Fry? Yeah, go play Horizon Forbidden West. It got immediately, it came out in like January 2022, and then in February, fucking Elden Ring came out. And I mean, it's, is it as good as Elden Ring? No, but is it a nice little, nice little tidbit? Yeah, go, go play it. Yeah. All right. Well, shall we spin the wheel, gentlemen, with the new categories that I sent? Well, I guess since you, since you did Cosmic, maybe we can take that off. I don't know. No, leave Cosmic in. Because okay. you can do a pure, because this is definitely this is a hundred percent a comedy horror. Okay, it's comedy elements and it's cosmic elements, and neither one of them is you know at the fore. Oh my God, Fry! What is that on your screen? Oh, it's a horrible tentacle porn. Oh look, Bit Defender, fifty percent off. <laughs> Fry, we can save fifty percent on area rugs. Oh, thank God! Finally. <laughs> 
<laughs> real psychics, real answers. Real psychics, real what answers. What were some of the Kama Samba. we wanted to do? You, you could have at uh, least, I sent at them the in very the least, you could chat. have installed Adblock on this virtual machine that you keep taking us to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. Fucking ghost stories. No, the ghost stories are great. I love ghost stories. You say that. The Others is a ghost story. Fucking Devil's Backbone is a ghost story. Yeah, The Devil's Backbone is a ghost story. It's the one ghost story I like. And there's going to be another one. That's the best part about movies. They're making them all the time. You're going to say that, Russ. God damn it. There's always going to be a new ghost story. Despite the arguments for ghost stories. Fry, those are lovely. Ben, Ben, fucking ghost story. I hope ghost story. I hope ghost story comes up. Well, it might. I mean, we did put it on the wheel. Horror. Yes! <laughs> well, there. Are you happy now, Russ? You got your so fucking, fucking ghost happy. story. All right, you we're gonna stupid do a ghost jerk story. face, poop, poop, poop head. My cloaca is so head. tense. You know what? I challenge you to find a good. Well, not a good. A, a ghost story that is interesting. I have several occasions that I'm going to rise to. We'll see next time. On no wait, that's not how we end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's usually more positive. Should we do like a scarier one for the Skeletober? Boo! Ooh, no, I got it. Do drink what? bleach? No, no, right? <laughs> no, no. That's just bad advice. That's not. That's not scary. That's just morbid and bad advice. Right, but if you do it, it's real scary. Just wait and see. Not for long enough. No, we want horror to. Stick oh God, with I like my kill throat them instantly. Yeah, we don't want it to kill them. In so- okay, never mind. I'll just do the normal one for now. Well, maybe we'll think of one by next time. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Hey James Watch This. Have a great day, and don't drink bleach. Bleach.